Welcome to Love Punch, challenging entrepreneurs, artists, and thought leaders to make a lasting impact. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to take bold action and create massive impact through a powerful process that I call CPR, courage, persistence, and resilience to go after what you really fucking want. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready and let's make shit happen. We are back. And when I say we, I'm referring to me and my UK bestie and incredible media strategist, Cheryl Muir. Welcome to part two of the shit they don't tell you about entrepreneurship. If you missed part one, stop right now and go download episode 20 to get caught up. Cheryl, are you ready to dive right in where we left off? I'm so ready. I'm like, I'm chomping at the bit, as we say in England. <laughs> if you guys have, <laughs> I know, I feel like they need like a Brit to English dictionary. Yeah, <laughs> included with this episode are some Britishisms and some Cherylisms thrown in too. So you're about to go on a journey. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so at the end of part one, we were just getting into, you know, all these business coaches and strategists telling you, and programs actually, telling you that you need to have all, this, 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 and this done before you can actually start working. Mm. And I feel like it just like perpetuates the laziness of people getting their shit together and going out there and doing what doing what they're, they're here to do, you know? And yeah. some of those lies are like, you have to have your website done. You have to have your logo done. You have to have your business card done. And mind you, I feel also that people feel a need to have these things done because of perfectionism. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like needing to have, I need to have this in order to do this. And it's like, well, no, if you are, for example, you are a certified coach, go out there and fucking coach someone. If you have a product, go out there and fucking sell it. I always say this one rule and it start with what you know, what you have and where you are. Ooh. Just start there. That's good. <laughs> I like drop. that. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> Episode over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you started this business, did you have all the things set up? How, how did it look for you? Yeah, so I think it's worth explaining to, to those that don't know my journey through entrepreneurship. I started off as a life coach. I think I call myself a life life coach and leap management expert. Do you remember those days, Ruby? Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember them. <laughs> the days when I started out as a coach and I thought everyone wants to leave their day job. So I started to, to do that whole thing of leave your job. <laughs> it's great working for yourself, even though I'm in a day job right now, but I'm not going to tell you because I'm too right. afraid to actually tell you what's going on in my life. Um, right. So there was those days. So I started off as a life coach and it is like truth, truth serum you've given me here. Um, mm -hmm. I've never shared this before, but in the first year I got, I got no clients from coaching to this day I haven't had one straight life coaching client it wasn't until I went back into PR that things turned around for me um mm. but yeah so I I did have all the things and I got none of the clients and mm. that had a lot to do with 
numerous different things. I, I shouldn't really have been doing the coaching thing. It was about learning the coaching to then apply that to public relations strategy. And I do use those coaching skills, which a lot of media strategists don't. Um, mm-hmm. So I use a lot of the powerful questions and the listening, especially when you know I'm working with people who writing memoirs about things that have happened to them that are horrific you can't just say right well we'll pitch this to mind body green like you've got to really be able to hold space when someone's Mm -hmm. going through something and talking about their trauma um so I digress but yeah I did have all the things when I started out and I remember specifically um do you remember my whole business card thing I was designing these business cards and I was I was freaking out <laughs> I had a coaching session on my business cards I'm not kidding um it was Angela our friend mutual friend Angela she coached me on it and she's like what are you really afraid of because this is not about the font on a business card and I was like I'm afraid of not appearing perfect and we went on this big thing of where that came from um right yeah so there was a lot of fear I had all the things but it's because I was afraid of not appearing perfect and guess what I'm not fucking mm-hmm. perfect I state that openly now and uh, that feels much better yeah. And I, and I think that that's perfectionism is something that plagues entrepreneurs, especially in their first year, they want to be perceived as perfect. You know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's the first time they're putting themselves out there in this way. Um, you know, they haven't stepped into entrepreneurship before and they really want to do it right, especially when it's purpose driven or a heart centered mission. It means something to them. It's meaningful. So mm-hmm. they have this notion of like, I really want to make it perfect. Well, guess what, listeners? It's not going to be perfect and it's never going to fucking be perfect. So quit with the need for perfection and just start with what you have, what you know, and where you are right now. You know, how can you put yourself out there today? How can you get business today? What do you need to do to kick that into gear? And I, tr- and trust me, it's not building a fucking website no. or getting a fucking logo or getting a fucking business card. It's none of those things. Mm-hmm. It's you putting yourself out there. You know, I've had clients come to me. They're like, I haven't been able to get any coaching clients. I'm like, okay, cool. How many people do you talk to a day about the fact that you're a coach? And they'll be like, mumble something like, oh, I don't know, like no one really. Oh, what are you doing to get clients? Oh, I I, I put something on social media. Oh, interesting. That's not going to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and oh, there's, it's that need for perfectionism and that feeds into the mind fuckery, you know, and it, it, the mind fuckery again is like all these fears and limiting beliefs that your inner critic is always telling you and, and communicating to you. And as an entrepreneur, it amplifies, you know, because you stepping into entrepreneurship is you stepping outside your comfort zone. And as you step outside your comfort zone, your inner critic's going to start to talk louder and louder and louder because you are defying your own limits. And as you continue to defy your limits, your limits are continue, are going to continue to voice their fucking opinions and, you know, that's why I always say like the mind fuckery gets louder as you dive deeper into entrepreneurship, whereas there's a lot of people out there that say, hey, like the longer you do this, the easier it gets. And I'm like, dude, like I've been doing this four years. It's been getting progressively harder. Like, this is yeah. a fucking lie. <laughs> yeah, we, we are fed that lie. That, oh, it gets easier. And I remember watching a video by uh, Marie Folio when I first started out. I was like, obsessed with her for the first year in business. Um, and she was saying, you know, there are still days when I doubt myself. I thought, bullshit, you with your perfect hair and your perfect studio. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought, that's just not true. It can't be true that she's been in business 10, 15 years. And she she's at that point. Um, and, and she still has days when there's mind fuckery. And now I go, she was telling the 
absolute truth and was very brave at her level saying that because honestly, four years in, yeah, I still doubt myself all the time. And I, I think what it is, you were talking about, Ruby, um, the voices getting louder. For me, I, I don't think the voices getting louder. I sound like a crazy person, the voices. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, the negative talk, the negative self-talk. It's not that it's becoming louder. For me, it's that I'm becoming a lot more self-aware and I hear it more, so I'm a lot more mm-hmm. conscious of it. Mm, so that, yeah. that takes a lot of time and energy and it's just exhausting to monitor your thoughts but then it becomes second nature you move into that conscious competence where you are aware that you're working on it and it starts to become unconscious then um so i think that's what it is we become so hyper aware of our thoughts that it seems like there's more of them when we're just becoming more self-aware Right. And it's through that self-awareness that we gain the power to change things, right? Like things Mm. don't get easier. We get better at navigating these things. So as an entrepreneur, your one and only job, your biggest fucking responsibility, it's not your clients. It's not your products. It's not your website. It's you taking care of you and really expanding on your own personal and spiritual growth because you are the foundation upon which your entire business is built. So if you don't have your shit together, if you don't know how to navigate through your fears and navigate through your belief systems and navigate through the mind fuckery that's going to happen each and every single day, then there's no way in hell your business is going to survive, which is why there is a massive you know, quitting rate in the world of entrepreneurship because people can't handle it. And it's not that they can't handle you know, the 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 money flow. It's that they can't handle their own mind fuckery that comes when they, when they reach failure or when ideas don't pan out because all of that shit is inevitable. People like all of it is inevitable. You're going to fail. You're going to fuck up. You're going to make mistakes. All of that is going to happen. And when it happens, your mind fuckery is going to kick in. And when that happens, that's when you reach the point of, well, what are you going to do about it? Mm. And, And that's the powerful moment. Yeah, what entrepreneurship does is it opens up old wounds. Yes. So I'm I'm going to make a bold statement and say that all entrepreneurs should go into therapy and get a counselor. <laughs> it, it sounds silly, I know, but it, whenever I get the mind fuckery, I hear the thought and I go, okay, perfect, great. I, I've heard some bullshit in my head. Let's, let's sort that out. And then I sort of put it out on the metaphorical table, like the buffet of bullshit. Mm. And I go, it's it's a buffet of, you know, self-loathing, self-doubt, you know, getting bullied at school, all kinds of shit. It's wonderful. Mm. Um, So we look at it and I go, okay, so I just got head fucked over some random guy on LinkedIn saying, calling me a dumb blonde, which I got the other day. Mm -hmm. I'm not even blonde, but anyway. Um, So let's look at that. Okay. Why did that piss me off? Because he's some random guy. Where did that come from? Where is, when's the last time I remember being told something like that? Who was it? What was happening? How did it feel? And I go down like backwards along my own timeline and try and establish where did that come from and why did it bother me? And when I can find the root cause, I go, oh, that's that thing that happened when I was 15 years old. So I'm always right. trying to find the root of it. So it's not just the the mind fuckery for me. It's, it's does it have its root in trauma, which for me, I know it always does all the time. Yeah. And I think it's pretty safe to say for most people, it always has its roots somewhere in in some sort of some level of traumatizing experience in your life. And again, like trauma is relative to people's lives, Mm. but entrepreneurship definitely does bring that stuff up. Like when people don't like your posts on Facebook, it might bring up stuff about you, like not being liked in elementary school, you know, it brings, it opens those old wounds 
And, you know, that's why I think it's important as entrepreneurs, the amount of effort and work you put towards building your business needs to be equivalent to the amount of effort or sorry, the amount of effort you put into your own personal and spiritual growth needs to be equivalent to the amount of effort you put towards building your business. Like mm-hmm. there need, it needs to happen. You need to work on you as much as you work on your business. And I'm not saying that you have to divide your days into two. Like this can all happen simultaneously. It's like what, what Cheryl was saying and, and she's examining her buffet of bullshit. It's like having that awareness throughout the day to pause and reflect on, hey, why is this coming up for me? Mm. And why do, what challenges are coming up for me and how, what can I do to navigate my way through this in a way that's going to help me expand personally and not just professionally, you know, because entrepreneurship, mm. it, you are the foundation. You are the foundation for everything that you are building. So if you do not have your shit together and if you're not putting in effort and energy into having your shit together, then the business is just going to crumble. Mm. <laughs> Back. Yeah, 100%. If you see really successful entrepreneurs, I could name many of them. If you look at them, they've usually gone through this um, journey of self-discovery and you see them wearing like a very sharp suit and they're confident and they have like, you know, healthy, clear skin. And they're in the, they're in good shape. You don't see that many very successful, well-known entrepreneurs who are crippled with anxiety and self-doubt and completely in self-loathing because they've had to work through that shit to get to where they are professionally. It goes hand in hand. You can't have one mm-hmm. without the other. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up the anxiety thing too, because, you know, there is a, a influx of, of anxiety and depression in this, in the mm. sphere of entrepreneurship, because number one, entrepreneurship can be really isolating. You're working on your own a lot of the time. And number two, you like, you're dealing with all the mind fuckery, which then triggers all the old wounds to come to the surface. Yeah. You know, um, my friend Cam and I, um, if you guys haven't listened to episode 12, I highly recommend listening to episode 12, where we talk about depression and entrepreneurship, but this shit is real mm-hmm. and it plagues our industry. But here's the thing. If, if we try and deal with this stuff on our own, like one of the great, the purpose of me and Cheryl doing this episode together, my real intention is to unveil like what happens behind the scenes, because in doing so, you're not going to feel so alone in it. You, the listeners, you're not going to feel alone in it. Like we're all going through this and we're all going through it to get together, which means that it would be so much easier for us to just communicate openly about the challenges that we face as entrepreneurs, because that the more truth that we speak about this industry, the more we battle the bullshit that is spoken mm-hmm. already, you know? And um, I think it's, it's, it's not fair to new entrepreneurs to be thrown into this industry that's filled with lies, but that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. So it's like doing your due diligence and, and, understanding what it is that you, you as an individual needs in order to build this business of yours, in order to build your purpose-driven legacy. What is it that you need? And stop listening to what people are telling you that you fucking need. Mm. Yeah, you raise a great point there about about purpose. I mean, that that always brings me back to my my why. Like, why am I doing this? And I'm just, just going to take it to a really woo woo place. Um, okay. For me, it's about soul growth and soul contracts, right? What did I come here to do? What did my soul come here to learn? And I know we've both, you know, worked with astrologers, and we're, we're both down with the woo. Um, mm-hmm. I had my birth chart read for the first time ever last year. 
And it was really interesting because I was already like just coming up to three years in entrepreneurship at that point. I'm almost at four years now, actually, I must update my bio. Um, But I had this reading and in my chart is creativity in, I don't know what the houses are, but like one of the major ones, creativity is there. Entrepreneurship is in my chart. And then the other thing that was picked out was teaching people about relationships, like healing my own Mm. relationships and then teaching others. And I thought she did really well up until the relationships part. And I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a book publicist. I'm in PR. Um, I don't know where you've got this relationship thing from. I'm single. (laughs) Like you were doing really well up until that point. She's like, okay, well see what happens in the next couple of years. And I'm thinking, yeah, bollocks. Right. Um, (laughs) and now as Ruby knows, um, I had this epiphany during her event. I'm now moving into the work of, um, teaching people about relationships as a catalyst for healing under the umbrella of the twin flame phenomenon Mm -hmm. um so the astrologer was right but I'm really glad that that came through when I was already a couple years into entrepreneurship but it was really reassuring for me I got confirmation that I'm on the right path and my soul's doing what I came here to do Mm, I love that because it really exemplifies uh evolution Mm, I think that's something that we don't talk enough about with like, you have to, if you say that you're going to be a publicist or PR, that that's what you are going to do for the rest of your career. That That's it. Right. That's, you yeah. know, or you say you're going to work with this niche of clients. That's what you're going to do. But that's not true because you yourself are evolving. And as you evolve, the, the business is also going to evolve. Your purpose is also going to evolve. Your clientele is also going to evolve. Your offers, your products, all of that is going to evolve. So being open to that and like Cheryl, for you to be open to that, you know, that's courageous, number one, to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to step into this. This is new, but it actually feels aligned for where I'm at in my life personally. This makes Mm. sense. And number two, it's like, you're the right person to do it. (laughs) You know, like we have these, the, these purposes for a reason. And, um, you know, for our listeners, it's okay to not have a crystal clear vision of what your purpose is. Um, I think there's too many people out there telling you, you have to have the crystal clear vision. You don't, you just need to know the direction. You need to know the direction in which you're walking towards. And the closer you get, the clearer the picture becomes, which means the more action you take, the more clarity you're going to receive. So for Cheryl to even come to this conclusion of like, oh yeah, I need to like be talking about and sharing about the twin flame phenomena. That took a lot of her taking action to understand that, to unveil it. It wasn't just like dropped in your lap through a meditation and you're like, oh yeah, here's my purpose. (laughs) Right. And and so many people don't start moving because they don't know what their purpose is, but it's the other way around. You you learn what your purpose is by doing. You Mm. always use the analogy of throwing spaghetti on the wall, not literally, but you know, see what works and do what feels good. So I've talked a little bit about souls, but people might think, oh, well, that's, that's all well and good, Brit, but how do I know when something's good for my soul, it feels really good and it feels good deep down. So keep mm-hmm. doing that thing that fills you up, that makes you feel really excited. And then when it feels like shit and there's something else that lights you up, look at that sensibly and, and analytically and say, okay, have I evolved past that old work that I was doing? I'm like I said, I've been in business nearly four years now and I've gone from life coaching, which was a bit of a doozy for me as we've established. Mm-hmm. But then that set me up into publicity, which was my professional background anyway. Um, And then from there, I've gone into working with a lot of spiritual people who are writing their books, writing about soul's work. And now I've realized it's time for me to write my books and be the one who is 
promoting her own book rather than promoting other people's. So can you see from that that journey how I've naturally evolved? And I've reached the point now where I haven't made myself wrong for it because every time I reached a point of evolution before in my business, I would make myself so wrong and I'd judge myself and say, oh, Cheryl, you're so flaky and you can't decide what to do. But that's not what it was. It was this evolution that Ruby was talking about. Mm, yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. The, the mm. self-judgment again, you know, yeah. and um, I feel like, again, the entrepreneurial industry can, can um, encourage that self-judgment because people are telling you, you need to figure out what it is that you do and then do it. And no one talks about how things evolve. And yet I have seen you know, all, all these multi six figure coaches all, you know, evolve in their own businesses and multi six figure entrepreneurs evolve in their own businesses. It's not about finding the thing that you're going to do for the rest of your life that, you know, life doesn't work that way. It's about being open to the evolution of you and then bringing that evolution into your business. So your business today, I bet is going to look completely different than like five years from now your business five mm -hmm. years from now is going to be so fucking different but you're going to have to have had all of these different steps that you are going through all of these different failures these different experiences to get to that year five you know all of it right. means something because it teaches something all of my failures oh my god like do you know how many programs I've run where like maybe only one or two people actually sign up and pay and then I just fill it with free people? Like yeah. I've done that I've done so that's... many fucking times. <laughs> likewise, likewise. So you, and, you've got two people that have paid. So you think, well, I've got to run the fucking program. But then you're like, hey, friend, do you want to have another free course from me? Because I actually need to fill this with 10 people to make it look like there's more people in it. Yeah. Right. All like there's so much of that that happens behind the scenes that people aren't aware of. And this is all about the ev evolution of your business. Like you do what you need to do to get to where you want to get. This isn't about waiting for handouts. This isn't about finding a coach who's going to bring you the success that you desire. It's not about any of that. It's about you doing the fucking work required to get to where you want to be, you know? I like to call it a do whatever the it fucking takes mentality. And if you don't have a do whatever it fucking takes mentality, you are in the wrong fucking industry because entrepreneurship oh, yeah. requires that. It requires that. Like it, it's, well, it's, it's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's, it reminds me of your CPR methods, courage, persistence, mm. and resilience. You've got to have all three. If not, you're fucked. Yes. Like, that's oh, it. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. yeah. You know, See, if you guys don't know about CPR, I go through each of those in episodes four, five, and six, but you have to have the courage to put yourself out there to do the things that you fear most, to conquer your mind fuckery. And you have to be persistent because you're going to be faced with adversity because it's not going to happen the first time around. It may not even happen on the 10th time around. You have to keep going at it until it happens. And then you have to be resilient because you are going to fail. You are going to fuck up. Things aren't going to go your way. So you have to bounce back from that each and every single time. And when you master CPR, when you master these things as an entrepreneur, so much more becomes possible for you. So it's like, who are you bringing to the table in your entrepreneurial world? Who are you showing up as? How are you being? What are you doing to hone in your skills I mean, and then the soul piece, what Cheryl was mm -hmm. bringing in, the soul piece and re really understanding your why. 
your why needs to be more than just, I need to make money. I want to be famous. You have to dig deeper. And, and I'm not saying fame is not, you know, some people value fame, but there's always a reason underneath that. Well, why do you value fame? Well, it's because mm-hmm. I felt insignificant my entire life, or it's because I want yeah. to reach millions, like get to the root line. And I think I'm going to let Cheryl talk a little bit more about this. Cause I know she has, she's percolating. Yeah, you, can, you can see me now. I got something brewing, something's downloading from the universe or somewhere. Um, yeah, I, um, came up with this sort of analogy a while ago, but, um, Uh, that focus on significance, that striving for significance is rife in the absence of love. Mm. People want to feel significant. They want the fame and the likes and the the thousands of views on their videos when there's an aching need inside them for love. But the great thing is when you fill yourself up and you have great friendships and good relationships and you've made peace with your family and all that stuff, um, when you've done that, funnily enough, the significance comes. Mm. Um, and it's that phrase, I'm going to try and see if I can get this verbatim. This is not my brainchild, but it's, it's that whole thing of the light that's in you has to be stronger than the light that's on you. Otherwise, mm. the light that's on you will destroy you. Mm. So it's it's interesting that people crave the fame when they actually, they crave the fame because they're hurting, but because they're hurting, the fame will actually be the thing that's their downfall. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And in a world that makes it easy for people to become insta famous, you know, it's like, (laughs) it's crippling, you know, it's crippling the entrepreneurial industry, because people are getting wrapped up in the wrong reasons, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're forgetting, they're disconnecting from their why they're disconnecting from the reasons why they began in the first place. And they get caught up with, with all the other things that people are saying, because they're focusing, they're not focusing on their own lane. You know, you need to keep focus on your why, on what's important to you, on your gifts, on what it is that you bring to the table. Don't spend most of your time scrolling through social media focusing on what other people are doing because that is going to fucking kill your talent, right? The more that you compare yourself to others, the more you're going to kill your own talent because you're not, again, if you're not honing your skills, you're not focusing on what it is that you bring to the table. So comparisonitis is, you know, that's huge too in entrepreneurship. And I know a lot of like first and second year entrepreneurs spend way too much fucking time on social media and that is their downfall. You know, it, it used to be yeah. mine too. <laughs> yeah. And then what happens when you're constantly scrolling is you, you can't hear your own voice anymore. Mm-hmm. You're listening yeah. to other people and you can you start to take on their vocabulary, the way they say things. I find myself typing one day and I said, y'all, and I thought I'm from the North of England. I don't say y'all. Like that's not, that's not Cheryl. And um, so you start to take on people's voice without even knowing it. Right. And that's from this consumption of other people's content, like put blinders on and and do your work, focus on your soul's path and stop looking at other people's path. What we do is we we look at someone who's doing their soul's work and they're lit the fuck up with it. Right. They're lit up and they look amazing and and happy and healthy. And we go, I want what she has. So I need to follow the same path that she has. No, what she's done is she's followed her own path. And that's why she's so lit up. So instead of going, I'm going to copy her entire career arc look at yourself and go how do I create that for me what do I need what did my soul sign up for what are my lessons here and how do I build a business around that and it's that it's that simple and that difficult Mm, yeah 
And it it really is. And it feels difficult because it's so easy to do. You know, we have mm. it, our phones are an extension of our arm. It's so easy to do it. Um, but it's true. You know, you don't, the more you listen to other people's voices, the less in touch you become with your own. And there's so many people that come to work with me to really unleash their authentic self. Right. And the reason that they're not connected to their authentic self is because they're spending too much time reading other people's shit. You know, I understand that there is, you know, it can be smart to research, you know, other people's work by signing up for their emails and like downloading their things. But there becomes a time where you have to say, okay, that's enough. Now I'm ready to do my own thing and do it my way. And that's when you go unsubscribe from everyone. That's when you go unfollow or just be intentional with your time on social media. I've shared this so many times, like I'm ultra intentional with my time on social media. It may seem like I'm on there all the time, but I have stuff scheduled as well as I do live posts. But I literally, when I'm about to post something, if I get hit and I'm like, I need to write this, I will go in, write it, and then leave. And if I need to go into one of my Facebook groups, I'll go in, do what I need to do, and then leave. Like I never hang out. And that has been so, and I did this. I did this because I was one of those people that was plagued with comparisonitis. It was crippling me, you know, and it it made me lose my voice and I, I lost my voice, you know, and, mm. and so by doing this, by being ultra intentional with the way in which I use social media and the time that I spend on social media, like I actually say to myself, okay, I'm going to go on Facebook right now to do this post and I'll just do that and I leave, or I'm going to go on Facebook right now to engage with my group. I'll do that. And then I leave, you know, or I'll go on Facebook right now to have some fun scrolling for 10 minutes. And I do that and I leave, you know, and don't, don't let yourself get stuck in the cycle of comparison itis, create really strong, healthy boundaries, especially as entrepreneurs, you have to create really strong, healthy boundaries with your social media and your work online, because all of our work is online, which means it's really easy to get sucked into that, the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. And, and have boundaries with clients. I mean, if boundaries with clients could be a whole other episode, but all my clients know that I get back to them within 48 hours. It's usually mm-hmm. sooner. But the reason I do that is because I want to be really, again, intentional when I reply to them. I don't want to see their email come in and I reply really quick and not be present with them. I want to make sure I carve out that time to respond to what they're asking me. Um, And they all respect that, you know, and and that wasn't the case when I first started out because I didn't fucking have any boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And I attracted clients that would walk all over them even when I'd set them. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, have, have boundaries too with who you're responding to. And I don't know if you have Ruby, but I've got to the point where I can't respond to everything now. I can't respond mm-hmm. to every message. And, yeah. and you know, sometimes you have to reach that point of I'm okay with that. I can't respond mm-hmm. to everyone and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, having those boundaries with yourself as an entrepreneur frees up your time and energy in order to put that into the things that actually make more sense. You know, like you don't Mm -hmm. have to get back to all the messages. You don't have to do all these things, just funnel your energy into the places in your business that really require your energy, funnel your energy. And you know, if money is something that you need to make, then funnel your energy into that, like do that, but do it in Mm -hmm. a way that feels good and aligned. And by doing things that excite you and not drain you, Oh, there's so much more we could talk about this. We could even do a third part. But <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've talked about like the soul 
purpose. We've talked about comparisonitis, mind fuckery, evolution. I mean, there's so many nuggets in this conversation as well as our first conversation that I highly encourage you, the listener, to like just re-listen to this and take notes and understand that your business, you are allowed to build your business in a way that feels good for you, but that is going to require effort. And anyone who says you don't need to make the effort or it can be done in this really simple formula way is bullshitting you. So put in the effort, be ultra dedicated to what it is that you're building. And um, Cheryl, do you have a love punch for us this episode? Oh, I do. It's about my two favorite things, mindfuckery and souls. Um, (laughs) My love punch is don't listen to the fears of your mind when you know the truth of your soul. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, wow. This Cheryl was fucking fantastic. Thank you so (laughs) much for bringing the no bullshit talk with your saucy Brit accent and sharing some like major entrepreneurial insights and tips with our listeners. Um, So again, please tell our listeners how they can stalk you online. Yeah, feel welcome to stalk me online. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My handle there is at Cheryl J. Muir. And you can also find me on my website, which is CherylMuir.com. Awesome. And to our listeners, thanks so much for joining joining us on today's episode of Love Punch, where I'm challenging thought leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs like you to make a lasting impact. If you dig this episode or this two-part episode series, please share it with a friend and don't forget to hit subscribe. And for a little extra love, drop a review on iTunes to help me spread the word. If you have any questions or comments and just want to say hi, just reach out to me on social. My handle is at I am Ruby, and I will see you here next week for a new episode of Love Punch. <laughs>